Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Welcome, everybody. Today, again, we've got the return of Sven for our third iteration of this podcast, and uh, it's I love it. I love sitting down with him. It's always interesting. Never know what we're going to talk about, and it's going to be fantastic. I hope you guys enjoy other than that, if you want to support the show, as I always say, just head over to Patreon. Link will be in the description. And if you want to reach out to the show, which many of you have, and I really appreciate it, just head over to sailingintooblivion.com. Click on the podcast, and uh, you can contact the show right there. Other than that, all the patrons, you guys are absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for the support. I can't say that enough. That's the only way that this show is going to be funded. No ads, none of that stuff. And... Uh, here we go. Here comes Sven. So, you want to start now? Uh, we've already begun. All right, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Begun. Welcome sweet. back to the show, Sven. Always a pleasure. Cheers, Always bud. Cheers. Uh, you know, third, I feel... Third different place. Third different place. Is this the third one we've done? Yeah. Well, it's technically the fourth one, but remember that the one. First the first one. one will never see the light of day. Never no. see the light of day. Mm. Uh, wow. I feel like the... Um, embers in that campfire still glowing with mm -hmm. the fun of of last night and hanging around with family uh, around the campfire it doesn't get much better that was that was just such a marvelous time i'm yeah. still i still got a smile on my face from that one that was, that was good. it really is yeah and you know it, it's one of those things too where you don't you don't drink to the the point where it wrecks your memory of it the next day no i still remember all of it's it just, oh, that was great yeah, that was great just to that point where it's good uh, and then yeah. coast yeah. right out of it and yeah just laughing and laughing and laughing <sighs> that's great that so, so fun so fun. So now we had ideas, a couple ideas that I threw out for this podcast last time I was on the pod. I think you brainstorm this way more than I do. Yeah. And it's my podcast. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you got the reins, bro. Yeah. Well, but no, but... I, I told the listeners I was going to just let you off the chain. You can talk about whatever you want. And, uh, and if you got any ideas, and I know you already do because you've told me about it for the last two months <laughs> <laughs> so it's been cooking in your brain what's what is this uh what is the, the change well it was that it was you know it, it was that uh last night what, what was the quote that you said about stupid people talk about other oh people? What it's, is yeah it's a quote essentially it's yeah stupid people talk about people uh smart people talk about politics and geniuses talk about ideas, something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. murdering that quote. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, I think it's an old, it's that old adage of you know, how are you going to spend your your time conversating with people? Do you want to sit there and gossip, or do you want to actually formulate ideas and and I don't know, you really grow, just grow exactly, yeah. think and all that sort of stuff and and yeah sometimes when i'm sitting around with a group of people and we're just gossiping i'm i'm kind of like jeez this is yeah, what a waste what a waste of an opportunity to uh and i you know i always fall back to i just want to ask everybody like so what what do you think the key to happiness is 
And I, that throws people off because they're like, I haven't thought about that. And it's like, well, shouldn't that be probably one of the hot topics that most people try and talk about? Yeah, it should be the goal of your life, yeah. right? Because if you can, if you're sitting there talking with people, you know, you love or people that you trust, uh, and they're, you know, just to get their idea and their take on it. Yep. is great because also you never know. You might be like, oh, you know, I've never thought that uh, volunteering and being part of community is what makes you the happiest, like genuinely happy. Well, maybe I ought to try that. Well, you never, you never know, right? Because everyone's got their own flavor, right? Their their own special sauce into uh-huh. happiness. And but that I think the trouble, this the struggle. Is trying to find what makes you happy. It's definitely an individual sort of thing, and it has to be because everybody's a little bit different. You know what made Stephen Hawkins happy? What? Penthouse magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subscription his entire life. Well, he was a bit of a ladies' man, wasn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, he was. Back I saw in the day. some some uh, you know movie documentary sort of that they yeah, made yeah. and. Uh, I guess when he was in college, before everything yeah. fell apart, yeah. you know, physically for him, yeah, he was okay. he was a ladies' man. Yeah, yeah, he just he just did the math as a hobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> he just he just wanted he just go to show. I want a nudie picture. Intelligence is sexy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm sure he slayed. But uh... <laughs> hi, I'm the smartest human on the planet my, right now. Yeah, exactly. Where's my penthouse? Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so, you know, the ideas that we were sort of talking about is like, you know, the, the things that you've changed your mind about, you know? Right. You oh, know, I don't, like switching your, your beliefs and, and all that? Absolutely. I just get you a little comfortable here. Oh, yeah. God. There we go. There it really go. is about being comfy. It is. Just, oh, it there is. we go. There you go. Um, yeah, it's like things, things that you, you might have changed your mind about, you know? Like... Um, you know that that uh, that abortion thing, which seems to be rattling the nation. The Roe versus Wade, yeah, yeah, which seems really sort the of Roe versus uh, Wade, Wade, something like that. Uh, that sort of seems like bizarre to me. You know, I I like never really had an opinion at all, and uh, and just un- trying to understand and, and wrap your head around just how divided. You know, it's like, which side do you fall on? It's like, I don't know. It doesn't apply to me. You know, it's like, what? you know, when I was in, when I was a younger, I was like totally for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I'm for it. But then I realize that there's the consequences of doing it uh, like super late. And I'm like, Ugh, now we're, we're getting into murder town. Oh, you're thinking like time frame of of actually? Yeah, I had no opinion. I didn't care. It doesn't affect me. Well, I, as as a man, yeah, I suppose it's it's not as pertinent a conversation mm-hmm. as it is for a woman. But I, you know, it's I think the whole thing with the with it being a law and all that is that it's a law in the country that you live in, and so it affects you know if you have a belief on it. Then all of a sudden, then you can be at odds with the law. Yeah, you can either be at odds with the law and think it's not right, or you can be like, "Thank goodness, finally, mm-hmm. we're on the same page here." 
Yeah, but it's the first time I've had to form an opinion about it because I guess you got to be on one side or the other, right? And uh, there to, isn't a whole lot of middle ground, really. No, is there's there? no middle ground. There's no middle ground, which sort of sucks because when you don't have a gray area that you can sort of hang out in, you know, as far as, you know, not pissing that guy off or not pissing that person off because you're just in the gray area. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So you're like, well, I see both sides. Yeah, I see both sides. And that that is that is really rare. Like um you know, like the 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 gun debate, right? You know, so I I own a couple guns, right? Uh but before I like moved to Nevada, I you know, I didn't really have any opinion about guns. Yeah. Right. And it just happens to be the the state sport. Right. And so after I owned one and felt that I could own one responsibly, then my I changed because I used to be sort of sort of anti gun. I didn't see a use for them. Yeah. You know? But do you think that had to do with sort of growing up in a small town in northern Michigan with no guns super around? Safe and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Zero crime, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, I felt that there was no use for guns. Never really fired one. And move out to Nevada, and uh, just all of a sudden become a sports shooter. Yeah, you yeah. know, be over the course of a couple of years. Well, I remember when you started getting excited let's say yeah about gun ownership and using guns and yeah and so i totally changed i i changed and now with the shit that goes down i mean i'm sure shit was going down then you just now the news feed is so immediate oh yeah you find out about it right now there, there was there was always a shooting there was always a shooting you just didn't hear about it well yeah i mean now it's front page right well and I, I think there's I, well, I don't know. I don't know what the statistics are as far as how many are happening. I would, I would assume it seems like there's a lot more now, but it could just be the news feed is, like you said, it's if so it bleeds, abrupt. it leads. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. get it, get it, get it. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's the, the those guys in D.C. area that were driving around and shooting people from their trunk. Remember that? Yeah, that, that, that was put, weird. That put the whole <laughs> the whole uh, East Coast on alert for that. That lasted for a while, ten days, two weeks before well, they, they like. Found didn't them. they like drill a hole in the trunk and uh-huh. then point, point in the barrel out of it? Yeah, and then so like if they took a shot. No one knew where it you came didn't from. Even know where it came from, yeah. yeah and they were weird. going and and hiding out in uh, this rest area or something like that afterwards. I don't know. It was. I remember that being pretty big news because they were still out there. It was sort of like this mobile serial killer that all of a sudden every car that passed you in the night could be that guy, the guy who's yeah. going to fire a bullet at you. And well, that's the that's geez. the other things that changed my mind about gun ownership is like. The police, if they come to a a problem, like if you have a home invasion, break in, something like that, yeah, they're only coming to clean up the mess, you, you know. Because by the time by the time you it's all said and done, it happens in a blink of an eye, you know. And so they can't get to you anyway. Yeah, that you, idea of like the Hollywood shootout, you know, shooters no. come in, and now there's a hostage situation. I think yeah. that's pretty rare compared to. You know, somebody broke in, shots are fired, people are bleeding. It's over quick. It's over in a minute, and people have already left. Oh, yeah, people are scrambling. Again, yeah, I don't know 100%, but it's, yeah. I bet I, if we talked to a cop, he'd be like, that's exactly how it goes down. <laughs> right, right. You know, I was like, like when 
when when I got the gun and you know I had you know it's like slid under the bed locked right yeah and uh, and Ina's just like you know what if someone does break in and I'm like I the first thing I did is I went to YouTube and I brought up Olympic fencing mm-hmm. and I said this is how it goes down she's oh, like oh yeah so quick and she's like wait I don't even know who won. And I'm like exactly. Yeah, right. I'm like that's how fast this shit goes down. And I'm like I'm like it is not some Sicario gun battle in the desert where nobody seems to be able to hit targets. Yeah, it's not it's not the princess bride sword fight. <laughs> yeah, it takes an hour. Yeah, no, no, I am no. also left-handed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I ch- I changed my mind about that, you know. It was, it yeah. was you know, it's an interesting topic um but it's a difficult thing for it seems like it's a it's becoming more and more difficult for people to relinquish these beliefs that they have in today's sort of climate in this country yeah Yeah. so okay so okay so check this out all right i'm pro careful tapping because that echoes right through all right i'm pro gum gun yeah but I got a, a specialized gun not too long ago. Yeah. And had to go through a severe, you know, ATF background check. Right. And uh, just because it's a unique piece of equipment. And uh, <laughs> I, I had I had to wait two hundred days in order to take possession of this of this firearm. Yeah. I'm like, maybe that should be for all of them. A two hundred day waiting period. Yeah, that's how long it took. Well, it was about one hundred eighty, two hundred days, something like that. Yeah, and I just had to wait. It was there. I paid, bought, and paid for. Sat there at the gun store, and they were just waiting for the paperwork to come back. Well, it's definitely a nice cool off period. Absolutely. Wasn't that wasn't that one of the uh, laws in the last I don't know twenty years that that was pretty. Uh, uh, pertinent to it was like a waiting period whenever you wanted to buy a handgun or something like that. It, there was like yeah. a seven day, or I I can't even remember. Well, what right it was. right now, like in Florida, and I can only speak for Florida. I don't know the other states' laws. Yeah, um, it's it's a three day for a handgun, three business days. Right. So if you buy it on a Thursday, you're not going to get it till Monday. But gotcha. But it is a it is a three day now. Is that enough of a cooling off period? I don't know. How badly do you want it? I well, wanted the thing that I bought. I really wanted. Mm-hmm. So the two hundred day, yeah, yeah, it was it was annoying. But still, was, still, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they, maybe everyone should wait. Yeah, I, when I when I purchased the shotgun for for the boat. You did that in probably twenty minutes, right? Uh, it took yeah about twenty minutes at Walmart. <laughs> well, actually, I it was interesting because I I stopped at a sporting goods store in Maine, and because I you know obviously wanted to support a local business, and they weren't allowed to sell it to me because I was out of state. Oh, really? Yeah, and I I think it has something to do with he could do it, but then he'd have to take on a bunch more. It would just be weird responsibilities yeah. or something. I'm not sure he what could get it in was. Trouble he was super nice about it. Yeah, and but he was, you know, in the end, he was like, "What? Well, but you can go to Walmart and just buy one right now." And that's what I did. And I don't know, you know, I I feel like a waiting period is probably a decent thing, just because. There should never be if if there's like a mad rush to purchase a weapon, 
like that, uh-huh. then they're probably that's like a red flag. Yeah, like, something's. <laughs> what, what, what are you how doing? Come you got all that lip sweat going on up there, bud. Yeah, yeah. You're shaking like, like a leaf, and you want to buy a gun. Yeah, look at that rage in your eyes. <laughs> your oh, eyes no, are bloodshot. Yeah, when was the last just, time you slept? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely red flag action. But yeah, as, as you're saying, you know, so you you were able to sort of change your views on that. Yeah, yeah, and then and then changed them, and then sort of changed again. You know, I I went oh, from you, went yeah. from went from no gun to pro gun, pro gun. Then all of a sudden, right in the yeah, middle. And then I think people should wait. Right now, if if we were talking to a super pro gun guy, he'd be like, I, "That's blasphemy." Right, the right. fact that you had to wait two hundred days, you should be able to just get one off the shelf tomorrow. Well, maybe, maybe not. Just I don't know you, if you could categorize him just as like a gun nut. Yeah, or but a just gun somebody guy. Uh, a yeah. freedom, a freedom, freedom nut yeah. who's just like I should not be hindered by anything. anything. I anything. should be able to do whatever <laughs> I want. But and you know, if you want to have a civilized society, you sort of can't just have ultimate freedom to do whatever. whatever. You want. Like red lights, no, yeah, I, that's oppression. I I can't be stopped. You know, there there is a drinking limit. and driving. You, yeah. you definitely have to. Yeah, <laughs> draw you, a line. You have to draw a little bit of a line, especially yeah. when it comes to the safety of not just you but other people. Oh yeah, everyone around you. I mean, humans humans are dangerous. Right, right. On their own, you know, they're just <laughs> left to their own devices. <laughs> they not only take themselves down, but a couple people with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so you want to limit the the external threats yeah. but yeah i mean it's dude i one time saved a kid from drowning at, at camp what was the camp that we went to algonquin at, algonquin um and so we had made it halfway in between an island and the shore right and there was this bigger kid and he started he started flailing we were halfway so he what he did was he looked he looked at the shore and he looked at the island and was like panic. He, yeah, because either way, it was it was the same distance. Yeah. Right. So he started like going under and I was like and I was I was just a good swimmer. Mm-hmm. And so I went over there and the, you know, we're the counselors. I've got no fucking clue. They're still shaking off their hangovers. Yeah, probably. exactly. And uh and so I go to like save him or at least get my arm or you know, you do the the where you put your arm around them and, yeah. and then you start swimming. You just, right. you know, dude, as soon as I got to this guy, first thing he did was put his hand on my head yeah, in order to keep himself. Under. And I'm like, that is a perfect self allegation to, to they will put somebody out in order to save themselves. That's, do you think that's part of like the whole, they, what they call the I, lizard brain? Yeah, I think that's where like it's deep. just like survival, survival, survival. survival. You don't even know what you're doing. doing. Yeah, you don't, yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. He right. didn't know that he was like really trying to drown me too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, if I don't make it out, then you're definitely not making it out. Right. And so, but I, luckily, through, buddy. luckily, I was able to get up and say, listen, you got to chill. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was able to get my, arm you know i think it's underneath the armpit and sort of around the neck yeah and you just do the dog paddle you know and yeah it's, yeah. it's the old safety swim yeah it's a safety swim you're, you're yeah. on your back you've got them and you just one arm it yeah slowly yeah but i mean that's i i've been in a situation where i've had to swim pretty far distance i've swam across walloon which is a mile uh, yeah plenty of times and i know when i get tired i just 
I flip onto my back yeah. and I take really deep breaths so that I'm floating more than sinking. Yeah. And I just slow everything down and the the Well it's freshwater too. So yeah, you don't so float you sink, as much. Yeah, yeah, you sink a little faster. But hey, do you want to just zip that uh, that side up a little? So yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't want my view of you to be encumbered by anything. No. You're, you're so majestic and oh, glorious. Thank you. thank you. I rarely get to see you anymore. So, <laughs> well, hey, congratulations on a hundred pods, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it was uh, a pretty pretty exciting day for me when i finally put that out i bet i wanted so badly to be 100 but i, I knew i knew scheduling wouldn't have wouldn't you look i'll fly it. up there yeah, I'll, so uh, you yeah. fly to maine huh that'll be worth it yeah <laughs> you had to do it an hour and a half <laughs> yeah right now uh, it's it's been it's been so so much fun and over the last over this summer it's been really great because i sort of changed the website a little not much because i Man, it's hard. They they say that Squarespace thing is so easy. Oh yeah, oh it's Dude, really easy. Just try right. to change the color of the stupid buttons so that, that people can read. Like contact the show it took me like an hour. But in any event, uh, I I think I've made it a little easier for people to reach out to the show. Yeah, and so oh, that's I cool. I typically get like four or five emails a day. Oh, um, which is cool. Uh, and I try and answer them either directly in an email or. I just try and talk about whatever subject they're asking about on the yep. next podcast, and it's been fun. I could see how that can get out of hand and overwhelming, where yep. you know you're you're opening your email and there's fifty. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know how I would be able to actually deal with that, but I guess that's where you you get a second person in there or something. But I don't know. I couldn't imagine Tim Dillon sitting down and cracking open a thousand emails while he's having his coffee. Yeah. I don't think Tim Dillon I don't answers think any email. No, no. <laughs> Love you, Tim. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's funny. No, yes, it's, it's been it's been it's fun, and I I think that's really the key is that even though it is work, um, it it's a chance for me just to sit down and have a one on one conversation about anything and everything, and that to me is is just time well spent. Yeah, I mean, regardless if the microphones were here or not. Uh, but in in some ways it hinders that because some people are so nervous that they won't do it like Hanley. Uh, oh, yeah, under the bus! You know that would have been a really really great one. But uh, and then in other in other circumstances, it gives me an excuse to say, "Hey, I'd like to sit down with you and we'll we'll you know have a conversation." I'd do this podcast, and people are like, "Oh, well that that would be great," and it it leads to it because it might be a little weird to just walk up to somebody that you don't really know and be like hey can we just sit down and have an hour-long conversation just yeah for that yeah. and I, unless I unless unless it's an opportunity for them to like sell a book they wrote or if, if they're an entertainer but i mean you, you pretty much exclusively interview people who are just normal regular people absolutely well it, and not to say that i wouldn't take on somebody you know, who, who had is, something to sell. Yeah, that who day. had something yeah. like that. Because I think that would be that would be fine for sure. But the the vast majority of people are it's their first podcast ever. Yeah. Um, they're pretty nervous about it. And I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I think there there's a uh, a genuine aspect to that conversation that you can't get when you're talking to somebody who's 
essentially doing the show to try and promote something that they're doing and and all that. Well, you can always get them off the topic of their whatever their book or right, you know right. you, you just sort of like navigate it in that direction and next thing you know you're talking about something else yeah <laughs> well I, then, I remember when dan Aykroyd was on joe rogan years ago uh-huh. and went on a tirade about the Aliens? vodka that he was selling oh uh, really diamond filtered vodka and what and finally after i don't know how long joe was like you're losing me in the weeds here, guy. Oh, really? You know, well, oh. Joe probably wanted to talk about ghosts and UFOs and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, yeah. And he's, he's just trying to... He's just promoting. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, was, it was sort of shameless. It was one of those things where you're like, man, guy, like... But hey, you know, I'm not going to I'm not gonna judge them. People got to do whatever they got to do. And uh, it is one of those things. That's kind of an interesting thing. We've had a lot of... Uh, I don't know, for some reason over the whole summer dealt with quite a few people that are in like a really bad mood mean to other people i've i've bear, bore witness to really enough oh, examples of what it. are you talking about just well just just elaborate. having to deal with somebody a person who is being really mean is obviously angry and normally you would just think oh god that guy's just an asshole like Ugh, what I don't know what's going on with him, but then I don't know. It's something where I try to always remember that I believe the people that are acting like that are dealing are with something. Going else. with yeah, they're going through something yeah. bad in their lives, and you have to. You don't have to excuse their actions for that, but you do have to take it into account before you just start going off on them and you know, battling against them and calling them names or whatever. No, you can't do that. And, and, you know, that whole taking the high road shit, that that is so true, right? When you're up there. Yeah, when you're, you're up there, the you're... high country. Yeah, yeah, you're just looking down at all the people who are just yeah. frustrated and angry and just well, unsure and can't get their shit together. <laughs> well, and who knows? You know, it could be something, you know, I... You oh yeah, it could know. like something devastating could, could happen like to your life. The person's, yeah. you know, and even the happiest guy, cancer or something like yep, that. Yep, and they, absolutely. You know, just found out, and those are the sort of things where I you don't have to assume that that's what's going on, but um, it's something you have to sort of take into account before you want to just rage right back on somebody. Yeah, I never do that. Um, I've, I've learned to walk away. Well, I so when I when I had to go and do this 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 little gig setting stuff up. And encountered this guy. I did a podcast about it. Uh, yeah, I listened know, to that one. Yeah, no, actually, I wanted to delve into that. Well, that was more. that was a time where, and I've done this a couple times before, where I see somebody who is being so mean and has such a bad attitude that I'm yeah. like, obviously, something is very wrong. And it was one of the first times where I'm sitting there, and I look at a perfect stranger who I've only known for minutes. Yeah. And I say to him, hey, are, are you, you okay? okay? Yeah. Is something wrong? And that's, you know, I think I think the world can probably use a what, bit now, more Now, what that. was the look on his face when you Oh, he him? paused. He, he, he got taken aback. But he was in such a rage that... Uh, that nothing could have really yeah, champed that fire. Yeah, he was seeing red. He was seeing red. Yeah, it's... Uh, but at least, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe that will... Uh, maybe the go next, with him and yeah the next maybe two time. days later he was like you know there was something wrong yeah yeah you, you never know i mean i actually ina and i were were talking uh when we were driving back up here mm-hmm. and 
I was telling her a story about when I was down in the Caribbean a decade ago, and I had taken over, and I was in charge of the whole water sports stuff. Yeah. A lot of responsibility. It wasn't oh, yeah. going that great. It was just I was working all the time. It was you pretty much had to clean up that mess. Well, it was it was tough. It was a transition and all that. I mean, it was fun and everything, but it was wearing on me, and the stress was wearing on me. And unbeknownst to me, I had gone from sort of the happy, positive person that I I normally like to strive to be, uh, to kind of uh, being pretty short with people, uh, just being an asshole. And yeah. And yeah, it's I like if someone comes up it. to you, asks you a question, you'd be like, I don't know. You tell me when you figure right, it out. Right, exactly. It's like, and Jesus just, Christ. Just kind of. Do I need to wipe your butt? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't but need to say that. It's like, oh. I had no idea. The transition must have been just so slight over a period of time. And it took. Oh, oh, slow. Yeah. Slow burn. And this yeah. girl who had worked for us one year came back the next year just for a little holiday oh, so so she got drum a and drum yeah and she we were we were all hanging out on the porch one night and you know i was just being myself at that point which i had no idea had changed mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she's like what has happened to you mm-hmm. she's like you you're like mean now what's going on and uh i don't know i can't remember my reaction the disappointment in humanity (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it was it was just one of those things but that to this day and this happened probably 10 or 12 years ago i still think about that and and it made it it literally if there's ever things that i could say are true that that changed my life oh that's like that was awesome well i was just like holy cow like i have to be aware someone called out my shit yeah and also but you need that every once in a while the the fact that my wife calls out my shit all the time yeah oh yeah no i know i know and that's good but that's the thing is sometimes sometimes when you have that because you i think we all have our own self-image that we create but sometimes it takes an outside source to actually be looking at you to sort of cut away this hey that mirror you you have the mirror you've been looking in that's like out of a yeah. out of a out of a circus. It's got yeah. Now this is a distorted image that you have, right? Yeah, and it's like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, no. Here's a real mirror. Yeah, and it, it, I think it, if you are approaching a situation like that as the person trying to say, hey, you know what what's going on? You're you're sort of acting different these days. It's hard because you're walking a fine line of sort of being judgmental. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to go on that route, but I think the main point is that sometimes, yeah, it takes it takes that person to say, "Hey, you know, I'll what, take what's I'll going take on? I'll take constructive criticism anytime, anytime, regardless, even if I agree with it or not." Yeah, I mean, it's just like the fact that maybe someone said something or pointed something out; they can either know know me intimately or not know me at all. Yeah, I'll just be like, "Hmm," you know, I'll cock the head. It's like the dog when you hold out a doggy treat and it's like eh? you know <laughs> you know it's like yeah I, well do i want this do i want to eat this yeah you, yeah you know but at least at least you acknowledge that someone might whether they're right or wrong yeah you know but but it, but you know take it it's, 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 it's a, yeah. it might be a grain of salt doesn't matter but if someone took the time out of their day to mention something to you, then just, it's worth thinking it's, about. Yeah, it's worth thinking about. They could be off. completely wrong. They could have seen you in a brief moment that has nothing 
that is not your character. Yeah, you know they get got caught you with a hangover. Yeah, caught you. While well, and they silly. could have they could have misheard something. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't forget that. that, that, that there's there, variables. There's in all there's that. so many variables, but but if you know if you always be willing to listen, right? I mean, that's really the lesson. Well, and yeah. I think that wraps right into what you were talking about. If you listen to people. Rather than just wait for them to stop talking so you can oh express your opinion, you, you might you learn something that actually changes your beliefs. Yeah, that's a hard one, dude. That is a hard one. That's a hard one because I've I've sat there and had conversation with somebody and just waited for them to shut up so I could just interject something. Yeah, right. Just and prove I've wrong. caught I've caught myself doing it. Yeah, and that and I'm like I'm like. Oh, dude, you're doing it. You're just waiting for him to shut up. I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm like, and it, it's sneaky. Yeah. You know, because you're like, well, the gibberish is coming out of this dude's mouth is absolutely useless. And I'm about to interject something I think is brilliant. So smart. So smart. Obviously, I am right and they are wrong. Yeah, and uh, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll catch them. They need to know that. They need to know that because I know more than they do about this. Right. And, and I'm just like, and I go, oh, God, that, that what an asshole move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really is. It's, it's I, it, I think that's one of the things that somehow is is sort of lacking these days is people's willingness to just have a conversation, debate, discussion about anything. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's rare these days to find people to be able to sit down and discuss politics. It seems like when things like that come up, it's more of, I'm going to express my beliefs and I'm going to try my best to downplay the things that you believe that are opposed to mine yeah. and it's just well this and that and it it used to be sort of a interesting activity debating about politics and now it just turns into a heated argument shit of, show no one's budging nobody wants to budge yep. and it's, you're wrong there's nothing worth the value coming out of your mouth because yeah no it's it's horrible and you, and you know what i think is the the real prom, especially with politics of late, because I, you know, I, I remember stuff in the eighties, you know, like the Reagan years and shit like that, like briefly because I was a little kid, yeah, you know, but I look back on it and it, and it seems like things were a lot less divided, you know, it seemed like, yes, people had opinions about how things should be run and where the tax, it's all about where the tax dollar goes, right? <laughs> Yeah, but, how, how but, the resources get used, and and the people who seem to be running the show, um, you know, as far as the politicians, elected officials, they just seem to be a little bit more dialed into doing their job professionally. Now it just seems like any fucking whack job can get elected, and I think that that's part of the division when you elect somebody who is just certifiably nuts. Yeah, it makes it so easy to discount and 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 just say that they are absolute idiots, especially when they are. <laughs> it, it makes your argument even stronger, and and that's not something you want because then then you're then you're like anything that comes out of that person's mouth is garbage. Right, right. You know, and you're so like, I'm not. 
La 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 la. la, la, la. And, and that that whole la 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 la, you know, fingers in the ears. La, la, it doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help. It's it's closing the discussion down. Yeah, and no communication is worse worse than crap communication. Yeah, yeah. Because no communication means you're just operating in a bubble and you don't give a fuck about the other person. And and that and that's that's I don't believe that's what this country should be about. No. I mean, I, sometimes I think about this country should just split into four. Well, like Europe, yeah, I, that's, uh, I was just going to say, you know, I think somewhere along the line, uh, it will, it, it will. seems as though we, we've forgotten that we are all on the same team. Mm-hmm. We might be having different sides on different things, but we're, we're essentially, we're all Americans and yeah. we all, you know, when, when people work together, stuff actually can get done. But when, when it's basically, it seems like as of late, like you said, they're they're pretty much. It's one of those things where whoever whoever gets elected, then the job of the opposing people is to or, smash that person. Uh, sm- well, just just stop whatever they can do. Uh, oh, just, just oppose just, it. Oppose, it, it, oppose, oppose. It doesn't matter what if it, even if it's the greatest idea in the world. Yeah, we got to stop it. it. Right, exactly. Because I mean, you thought it up. Yeah, exactly. That's, that is that is horrible. Well, and just it's it's confusing. They're like, they're, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, but we cannot we let them have a good let, idea. We can't let the other side <laughs> have, have a, a good win, <laughs> and that that confuses. Because, and it's a yeah, it confuses everything. the public. Yeah, you know, because then they're like, so wait, I'm supposed to oppose absolutely everything, especially even when it's a good idea. Well, and and I'm what I'm about to say. I'm not. I'm don't have any sort of. I I don't I don't ten cents in this game, but you know when when they came out with that vaccine initially, yeah, and all those politicians came on there immediately saying I wouldn't take it, I don't trust that, yeah, just because it's Donald Trump's it. got his name on it, and and that was like what was said, and then things changed and. People, different people in office, and then completely reversed what they were saying. Yeah, 180 like, degrees. Yeah, it was like holy. Cow. It's like it's like you you people really don't care about the humanity of America. Well, it's, you're just you're just trying to shit smear somebody else, and then when it's your turn to look good, then all of a sudden, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll give like, you a hundred dollars to take it, and it just it was again. I'm not I not on a debate about any of that no, stuff no, but no, it was no. it was the act of flip-flopping like that covid's over P- it, putin cured covid <laughs> it, <laughs> cured it it overnight. was just, it was really disturbing to see that that switch over uh and it 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 made me distrust all of it the whole thing because i was like wow it's a political thing and this is this is a health thing uh yeah it's where, like two different where people things. need to just be informed and all that but it, regardless i don't know that's that's sort of the stuff that makes me just like wow i just don't know can't trust any of it and no, we're not we're, we're not it. working on the same team we're not working together and as as a manager uh went in that part of my life i mean that was probably if if, just if those came up if issues where some of my team weren't working together well that was priority number mm, one for me absolutely. to squash that fix it and get them back yeah, in a together. team yeah get the and team going again because yeah i mean if if there's squabbling going on one nothing gets done and two you're it's just it's bad it it's the situation is bad not just for those two people but for the rest of the team 
Oh, it, it drags everybody. It down. drags everybody, and down, they don't yeah. they don't realize they just went down a rung on the ladder because everybody else is going down. Exactly, and so it sort of gets lost in the mix, right? Next thing you know, you're on the ground level, and you're like, "How the fuck did we get here?" And yeah, it's like yeah. slowly, man. We just went rung by rung, right, and then right. all of a sudden, you're, and, you're, and it's like you took me with you. Oh yeah, no! Yeah. Wow. You fucked me. Shoot. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh, so man. I, I don't know. I think, I think to, to, to wrap that whole thing up, it just, it is one of those things where, I think everybody just needs to sort of open their ears a little bit and, and, be able to accept that we're all going to have varying opinions. We're all yeah. going to have uh, different sides of things, but if we don't listen to each other and at least allow the other person the opportunity to express their ideas. No matter how ridiculous they sound. You just, yeah. yeah just let them go. That's and, part know. of the beauty of this country is that that's Yeah, that's First Amendment cannot on. be touched. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've got the right to sort of our own little beliefs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as they're not detrimental to other people, then hey, yeah, yeah. great. Now, now okay, Enjoy so I, I, know, I know this isn't a political podcast. Yeah. But did you see the other day that the IRS just hired 87,000 new employees. Well, did they let go a lot of people before no. or something? Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. That, you know, no, once you get a government job, you never get fired. <laughs> it only goes up. It never goes down. Why do you suppose they did that? They're going to just start auditing the shit out of fucking regular old folks. Oh, right. They got to find out. Hey, you can't dump. 50 60 billion into Ukraine and just have it vanish overnight and not replenish <laughs> this you know the cash register well that's a drop in the hat what how much how much has been spent since 2020 how many trillions oh countless i don't know my trillions and I, I, trillions I, yeah i don't know more how many, than how there many, are krill in the yeah, indian yeah, ocean yeah how many stars are in the sky yeah. I mean, you know it's like you know but i was like ooh I was like, that's not a good look. Yeah, all right. I'm like, and I'm like, that's so you just extended the arm of the tax man, and you guys still don't know how to spend it wisely. I was like, oof. Well, who who knows? I you know, it's it's one of those things where I, unfortunately, I spend my time. Uh, if I'm reading things, I'm reading usually sailing stuff. Yeah. Uh, rather than politics, I I. I do kind of when when I get into political discussions, which is very rare. Uh, I'm usually on the quieter side because I just don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. intelligent enough in that realm, or, or studied, informed, St- yeah, studied yeah, enough yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, I I know that a lot of the people that I have conversations with, you know, you can. A lot of people's information is just coming from a screen, and it's not coming from a book or a newspaper yeah. where something is actually thoughtfully written out and everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to pull a Chris Hedges talking to Sam Harris here. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't happening. Well, that and I, I, <laughs> I wish it, I wish it could. That'd be really cool. But I don't have a TV, so I don't even. I don't. E- I can't battle against anybody else in a debate. Because I'm not being fed the information. Uh, you know, I have friends that watch the news every single night you yeah, know, for yeah. an hour. So they're getting they're getting the current up-to-date Probably watching the BBC, too. Who knows? <laughs> well, one one couple, it's, uh, it's CNN and 
stuff like that. Oh, that's a shit show. Well, I just you know, I I don't know. All of it's 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 pretty crazy. I'm I will say that uh, it's nice to be so unplugged from all that. Yeah, some yeah. Ways, sometimes I feel the like the moment a, you're idiot. unplugged, that shit don't matter. Well, that's the thing we were talking about that the other day up in Maine. This little microcosm that I live in, the boatyard. You know, Murph and Cy and Dave and all these yeah. all these guys. The, the world is exists as far as you can see. Yeah. That's and it. It's, yeah. It's, if it's uh, over that hill, I don't know anything about it. And you know, the biggest concern typically we have besides the price of lobster is uh <laughs> is it gonna <laughs> rain? Is it gonna rain or is it gonna be ninety degrees today? Yeah, yeah. And What's that price way, of lobster again? <laughs> it's just floating above three bucks uh, a pound for shedders, which are soft shell. Uh, oh yeah, is, this horrific for the lobsterman it's a really yeah i really wanted to get heath on here before i left he's a a lobsterman friend of mine great friend of the show and uh he i i just wanted to get his take on it because basically so the price of lobster is just bottomed out yeah yeah the price of fuel is really high now why why is the price low uh, well, that's what I don't understand. Are people just not eating lobster? Uh, no, they're eating it like crazy. It's uh, it's just this strange thing, and that's why I wanted to sit down with him. And, and these guys are just like, yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing we can really do is as a whole just stop lobstering for a little while. Yeah, you can do that. To try and it's do a that, collective thing. Like, well, there's always a few scabs that go out there and start raking it I in. I would. I'd be like, you're going to tell me to stop? Well, and they also said, you know, you can do that for two weeks and uh, and the price might go up a quarter. And and they're oh, like, meanwhile- 25% we, or literally no, no, a quarter? No, like 25 cents. Oh, gosh. Okay. And meanwhile, we still have to pay for- our mooring and yeah. our dockage yeah. and all boats are expensive. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's one of those industries where it needs to keep moving because you know you've got you have uh you have the the bait suppliers. So there's there's guys that are going out catching. Oh bogeys, yeah, it's a full bringing those operation. In. If yeah. you stop lobstering for a week, there's there's so much the ramifications fish that yeah. will go so bad. I mean, lobsters like fish covered in maggots, but like. Yeah. There's a certain point where it, it it won't work, and then you get this huge amount of waste. But that, I think the interesting thing is that the lobstermen are taking the brunt of this because when you still go to buy a lobster roll in Wiscasset, you're mm. gonna pay twenty five bucks for that. Yeah, I've seen that. You know? Yeah, it, it yeah just because the lobster is four bucks a pound or three bucks a pound doesn't mean the lobster roll changes right. price. So yeah. the restaurants are really getting a great deal, deal. because oh, the lobsters oh, yeah. are super cheap. They're still selling them. At normal prices, and so it's one of those things where right now for this summer, and I, I'm sure, you know, in the past there might have been summers where the price of lobster was sky high. The lobstermen are making all the money. The yeah. restaurants have to take a big hit, and you know, it's one of those things where, like I don't. I wanted to find out, and I I'll get them. I'll, I'll get a few of these guys on the pod, but it's just a really interesting, bad but interesting situation. Where these lobstermen are going out and they're doing something where normally they might rake in, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands yeah. maybe in yep. a day, and now they're coming back with like seventy-five bucks. Ooh! And it's sort of like I don't even know why I'm going out there and <laughs> yeah. doing it. In fact, I just lost money on fuel. Well, yeah, I mean, it's or it's bait and fuel yeah, and my deck hands and right. you know the whole thing, and I just burnt the whole day. Well, because a lot of the obviously the the 
captain of the boat just gets uh, the share of, you know, the better the haul, the better the check. But a lot of the crew are on that same program. Yeah. It's very Everyone gets fucked. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. there's some, some guys like Murph, I believe, he just gets paid a set rate. And so when the prices are down, he's, like, happy about it. But when the prices are way up, it's like, dang. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's... Uh, I think the cheapest I ever saw in Rhode Island is back a long time ago in Bristol. It was during the winter. You know, mm-hmm. no one eats lobster during the winter. I do. And uh, I used to do Sunday, Sunday morning oysters, uh, Little Necks, and lobster. Yeah. You know, oh, just, so uh, good. Uh, so good. And uh, I think I saw, like, it was, like, four bucks a pound. Yeah. And it was, I got like a big old, you know, one and three quarter. (laughs) Anything bigger than that, you need a freaking power tool to get into. Right, right. And uh, and we're talking hard shell. Mm -hmm. Like it filled out that shell. Yeah. You know, it was about ready to molt, I'm sure. But, but uh, that was the cheapest I ever, I ever saw it. You know, in Maine, there's, there's a minimum size, but there's also a maximum size. Oh, you I did not know about yeah, maximum yeah. size. Not not every state. So like in Massachusetts, like if you went out and caught like an eight pound lobster, yep. You I don't think you could bring it back into Maine. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, but those they restaurants use those for Oh, displays. Display stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's just, you know, the meat that you can pull out of it and then for like canned lobster and all that sort of stuff. Because that was one of the things that some of these lobstermen are considering doing is uh, you know, setting up cleaning houses where you you haul a thousand pounds of lobster that day and rather than just sell them at three bucks pound you go get a group of guys and you clean all the meat and you package it and then then you can sell it and it's like 15 a pound or something well that's what they do the crab industry yeah exactly but it's super labor intensive and oh yeah because lobster's a complicated animal animal and it it has to be like a super clean room because lobster spoils real real quick yeah to be cooked perfectly you know well they can i'm sure they take a lot of lessons from the crab people because the crab crab spoils real fucking fast oh yeah yeah like, it's crazy like if it if it's not frozen immediately that you got that the clock's ticking yeah you oh, know it's, on it's, crab it's which crazy. is weird I, I don't know why crab spoils so quickly it just sort of does probably because of all the crap it eats yeah i mean they're they're bottom feeders <laughs> yeah as, ugh. Ugh. as dave, good though. dave doesn't uh eat anything from the sea he's like i don't eat from the toilet is that what he says oh yeah yeah uh, he's funny about it and it, well but you know i in some ways he's he sits there and, you know, works at this boatyard and sees, you know, just the runoff and the garbage and everything from going into the sea. And it's like, yeah, ugh, it's a freaking garbage dump. Yeah. No, I can see that. Uh-oh. What do we got? Uh-oh. That was the old, uh, I think it's telling me that it's either overheating or something. GoPro got, camera. We got, yeah, we got uh, visual issues. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You want to take a little pee break? I, I, sure. I yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Then, yeah. I'll, I'll check that out. All right. All right. We are back from a little break. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Got to get comfy again. Oh. Well, we left left off on lobsters. Yeah, we were talking lobsters. And, you know, I kind of feel bad because it's not – it's something that I, I – Really want to be talking to the experts about. I know you and I have been doing it for forty years, years out there in Maine. Yeah, yeah. They, they are incredible people. I mean, I I've only had the uh, had the pleasure of going lobstering like three times in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, but it is how is it? 
it's it's a lot of work and it's fast paced, but it's exciting because every time you pull that trap up, you don't know. You're like, is this one going to be just chock full with big ones? And uh-huh. you know, there's usually little crabs in them too. But you you know you you get those things up and you have to watch what the heck you're doing because there's lines. There's uh, what's called a hydro slave, which is this very powerful wheel that you put the line in and it yeah. yanks these up. Yeah, it's like a are, winch. Oh, yeah. But it's fast. It's fast. And, you know, the guy who's steering the boat, he's also controlling the speed of that. And these things are getting ripped off the bottom really quickly. And as soon as they come up, they get handed down. And we just do two in a a string. Sometimes the guys will have 20 traps on one line. So it's one after another. Oh. Oh, they're all on one line. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time. So that trap hits that rail and crew member number one is ripping that thing open and you're pulling lobsters out quick throwing the ones you know aren't big enough yeah the other ones go on to the and they've got like tray. a little plastic thingy that that you have uh yeah to measure the carapace car- yeah the, the carapace of, of yeah. the lobster and and then you're you're basically sorting them measuring them and then you got to band them and meanwhile there's more traps coming and it, it basically then at the same time before that trap gets thrown right back out mm-hmm. it you know you have to you take a little net bag and you put four pogies in there and boom you juice that up it has to get tied inside of there trap gets closed in time for you to be able to push these traps back out wow. so it happens very quickly and there's this sort of rush because the faster you get it done the faster you get back home um, yeah. and then if you throw into that equation six to ten foot seas you can see how things get and rain or or snow or whatever it doesn't be yeah you're fishing no matter what it gets yeah it can get pretty hairy and now granted i've been very lucky like when i've gone out there i'm going out with two friends they're they're being pretty nice to me we're still moving fast we have to still got to watch yourself you know you get a a foot tangled up in that line yeah yeah yeah. you're going in it'll pull you in and uh yeah, but you still you want to get it done fast, efficient. Now, you got to communicate. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm now like, is this also like traditional fishing where you start at like five in the fucking morning? Typically, yeah, yeah. Oof. That was the one thing about fishing. But five it, would be a late start. Oof. Yeah, a lot oof. of guys they'll be up. The captain will be up down to the boat by like three thirty in the morning. And yeah, what time do you get back to the dock? Then you you depending on how many you're hauling uh, is when you get back to the dock. Really, some guys go out. There's there's a, a guy up there in Maine they call the king and the king comes the king. back and his boat is fully loaded, you can't even see the water line. You're like, oh, king's got a couple thousand pounds on there, and it's wow. you know it's like all hail the king. And he goes out six days a week because in Maine you can't haul. You can set on Sundays, but you can't haul. Oh, a forced day off. Yeah, yeah, sorta. exactly. And so you know it's it's just one of those things. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing watching this, and the, you know a lot of these guys have built massive fortunes lobstering. You know, in really? the good years when they're out there doing it. Well, I know they, they, you know, those things get shipped all over the world, all over the world. Maine lobsters, man. Yeah, they're Maine lobsters. Me. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, absolutely. guy. And, and I, I know that you know Asians have a massive hankering for. Those lobsters, yeah, yeah. So those things go does. get first class on some. Well, and some, when when I was down there in St. Pete, you know that little fish fishmonger that mom and dad go to, mm-hmm. there was frozen Maine lobster, and it was twenty seven ninety five for a 
pound and a half or something. Was that just tails? Uh, no, that was the whole frozen lobster. A whole frozen yeah. lobster. And I, you know, I sent a picture to Murph up there in Maine, and he was just like, "Jeez, guy, we're twenty-seven dollars. It's almost but prohibitive." As, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's for a frozen one, not even no, a not fresh even one. a fresh one. It's crazy. Ugh. Well, and they're 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 definitely a uh, it's a delicacy. It's a delicacy. It's a commodity, and. It feeds a lot of people. I mean, there's there's one guy up there, uh, Captain Rick. It's renewable. As long well, as you handle it, right? You, all, all the fisheries are, but unfortunately, we, we do not handle them correctly at all. We abuse and, you know, <laughs> we we have humans as a, as a population. Consumed. We've consumed way too much. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I, you see I all the statistics, fatter. and you never really know. But, I mean, yeah, we George's Bank used to be... They used to say that cod was so thick that it slowed ships down. I mean, there were so many back in the day. And you see the old pictures of these guys just standing in a boat completely filled with fish, and they're just yanking them in. And now it's yeah, just and not the, like that. And, and here's the downside of that, too. Half that, half that fish went to cat food. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. It's, it's, it's a strange system because it—, it Inevitably, just can't work because you. Well, get, you there is one way to more. make it work: the price. Well, but the price gets dictated by the supply and the demand. Well, but the consumer, you know, they have their breaking point. Like I'll like okay, so I saw a swordfish. You know, St. Pete, we've got this wonderful the Gulfport uh, seafood. Yeah, is one of the, the best fish markets I've ever been to. Super fresh catches, just a wonderful variety of fish. I pay a little bit extra, you know. I saw like swordfish the other day; it was closing in on thirty bucks a pound. Oh wow! Am I willing to pay for that? If if those fillets look real nice and firm, and I haven't had sword, you know, you can't eat swordfish all the time. It's got it, yeah. It's got high levels of everything. It's it's, it's an apex predator, so it. it it pretty much ingests everything <laughs> the sea ingests, you know. Yeah, and yeah, but that is a lot of stuff. These you days. know, maybe once every six months or something. I'll spend thirty bucks. Yeah, a pound. I mean, that's more than a than a prime um, ribeye. Not 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 choice. Prime. Yeah, you know, you're you're starting to close in on some really high quality steaks at that point. You know, and so, filet mignon. That's not exactly my cut, but you know, <laughs> uh, you know, but 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 the, if you make the price to a certain point, the consumer is probably just going to eventually be like, yeah, maybe on a special occasion, maybe you know, I don't know, I don't know what that does to the market overall. But, well, I would think that you know, if if say the price of of lobsters or the price of fine fine beef goes way up. Then there's an incentive their, for well, there's an incentive for more people to either catch those things or farm those things. I would so guess. now all of a sudden there's bigger supply, and now the price starts to drop. And then mm-hmm. the scary thing for me that I think is sort of the 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 paradox of it is that as the demand or as the price falls, typically to make ends meet. These fishermen have to go catch more. more. And so the price falls so further. So it's a snake eating its own tail. Exactly. And it's sort of like they're, I don't know, I don't know how you would be able to curb that in our system without 
having some sort of regulation to it. You know, you should find someone for the pod, a truffle guy. Yeah, right. Because those things are insanely expensive. Crazy. They're very hard to find. You need specialized animals in order to do it. Pigs. Yeah, pigs and dogs pigs and stuff and dogs, like that. Yeah. But but you know, they're insanely expensive. The demand for them is always out there. Yeah, because it's a decadent, you know. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, I think it's called Pig. Oh yeah, with the Nicholas Nicholas Cage as the crazy hermit, freaking truffle finder, and dude, that guy, that guy, Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Okay, so (laughs) I've watched him since Raising Arizona, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and. I've always seen stuff about his personal life in like, you know, the the He's the, out the, there the, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh like where he like spent like hundred grand on a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull or yeah, shit yeah. like that. But he's always been a wild cat. Yeah. Right. And is he's always gotten in trouble. Yeah. You, you know, his he's a good at, he's, sure. it, that's him. Yeah. You know, but the thing is and then I, I saw that um that new movie, the the undeniable power of talent, or I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm murdering. It's, it's his latest film. Yeah, and dude, he's fucking good. I'm like, I'm like, how many times have you been in and out of rehab, dude? I'm like, but you're still able to pull this shit off. Yeah, you right. know, like his, I, I think his personal life is just an absolute fucking disaster, but somehow he's still able to make it to the set. Yeah, right. And still pump out like well, he puts out. I wonder how many movies he's been in, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot. A well, you lot. know, you know, he's like the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I mean, he's, he's, got he's the not. Yeah, he's got connections, but but. Uh, as much as of a disaster of a personal life, fuck, he's still cranking them out. I mean, he's, I mean yes, okay, Con Air, not exactly the greatest movie still ever. Still enjoyable. Yeah, I've got Malkovich it. It in make it. Much sense at all? No, it's it's actually quite ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but but it's just, it's like it's like, and then all of a sudden he's like leaving Las Vegas. I know, it throws out this, this and you're like, what piece the, of art that's just glorious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a wild guy, man. Face off. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> any, any, uh, uh, yeah. any movie you with John right Travolta through. outside of Saturday Night Fever is garbage. Oh. Name me one. Pulp outside. Fiction. Oh! Only because gotcha. Tarantino saved his fucking ass. What was he doing before that? That baby talk movie? Those movie? were funny. No, I, no, you know, weren't. I, I no, don't, uh, I don't, I'm not too analytical when I'm watching. As long as the movie makes me laugh and I'm, I can pay attention to it, I'm like, yeah, that was a good one. I'm not, I, I would be a terrible film critic because I'd be like, yeah, it was pretty good <laughs> about just about everything. I'm a, I am a really good film critic. Yeah, uh, I know you are. You're a connoisseur of the, the uh, arts. Um, My brother, the connoisseur of the arts. Yes. Uh, they, uh, so Werner Herzog just put out a new movie about this couple that were volcanologists, you know, people who go and study volcanoes. Yeah. And they shot all their own film. It was a French couple. And they eventually a volcano took their life in, yeah. in Japan. Uh, but what a movie. Um, I can try to find it. Uh, but it was, it is so good. Any, any you know, let's see, Warner. Jeez. Look at us. Oh my God. Let's see his latest movies here. 
Captain Michael Wheatley calling in from the BVI. I'm going to have to touch base with him. Good old, good old Cap. He was uh, he was one of my best friends down there in the BVI. He and I had a lot of, a lot of good hang time. Funny, funny guy. Hey, Scooby Doo. <laughs> it's been weird, uh, sort of reconnecting with the, a lot of the people down there. It's been good. I really, I'm tempted to go back to the Caribbean this winter. Just would to, you uh, sail down? Yeah, course, I would just sail right? down there and and use the time to sort of. I I thought about taking the podcast down there. I know I could interview people like Drew and mm-hmm. and Scotty and and stuff. I'd like to. I'd really love to interview a lot Drew of the local guys. Yeah. The trouble with that is it is the language thing. You know, it, obviously they're speaking English, but it's it's a, a different sort of dialect. Uh, I guess you'd call it a dialect or. It's not their accent because they use different turn of phrase and everything like that. Well, I don't like, think like, people would understand what they're it's saying. It's like my Mexican wife trying to watch a movie, you know, a Scottish movie. Right. And she's like, hard, what yeah. the hell just came out of their mouth? And I'm like, babe, I speak English. I could barely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I we, got the gist of it. Right? Every <laughs> once in a while we have uh, a couple of guys from, one guy's from uh, Grenada, and then there's another guy who is from uh, Antigua working in the boatyard. Uh, and when they come up and talk to the other two guys that I work with, I look at my guys and they're just blank faced. And so I'm sort of their translator. And, you know, I'm looking and they're looking at me and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's wondering if we can haul the boat, but we need to take the mast off first. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And they're, it's, it's kind of funny just because I, I've spent so much time down there because those guys, they, they definitely, the ones that we talk to, they, they speak very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're not used to it, you sort of get lost in it a little bit. But when I went by the time I had my stint in Antigua, I've just started understanding yeah, what they're yeah, saying. Right. And then I had to go, you know. Like, but I, I'll tell you what, you know, I just went to a, a wedding in Mexico and, uh, and I was sitting around with Ina and her family. And, you know, Ina's always giving me a rash of shit for not learning spanish quickly rightfully uh, so bro. rightfully so 100 percent. yes yes but when they speak spanish they're like it's very and, fast and, and I, yeah. it's so fast i'm like even if i did i wouldn't know what you were saying you no know? well it's, that's not true though because that's that is i'm sure to somebody you know uh, a german or a japanese person listening to people speak english it's probably like dang they just speak so fast do you think, do you yeah, think Americans speak it, fast? You're trying if you're trying to understand a language that you don't really know or you're you're just beginning. Just too fast. Everything needs to be slowed way, way down. Well, the, well when when you speak a language that you understand, half of your brain is interpreting what the next word is going to be said. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so so there's so you might not even heard the word, but you know where the conversation's going. And so when that person says something, Careful whether a noun, like whether a, a noun, a pronoun, adjective, adverb, you understand that that's this is where the conversation's going. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so even if you didn't catch that word, mm-hmm. you sort of you got ninety nine percent of what you guys are talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's the. But you got to know the basics. You, you have to have those basics, and you, you just need you need time to 
punch it out. And I, I, I firmly believe that the fastest way, obviously, would be to go to that place. Yes, immersion, full but immersion. But if you, yeah. you know, yeah, if, if you're able, if you were able to just start listening to your podcasts and your audiobooks and everything you put on the TV was all in Spanish. And well, eventually you, you have to. You would, you would, your brain would start to convert over. You would, you. I don't even know you if you would have to put much effort into it besides never breaking that chain, and just having Ina speak Spanish. The hard part would be when you go to work and everybody's speaking English. But yeah, you need full immersion. Your brain, yeah, your brain is so capable of so much. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being lazy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bro, the lazy bastard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a you professional. You are anything but lazy. Yeah, I'm a professional lazy ass. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what else we got. Oh, look at you, guy. You're already just in the weeds, just ready to call it a day, huh? No, no, I don't think so. I mean... I mean, it's just a, such a beautiful day. It's our last day here. Oh, you guys take off tomorrow. We take off tomorrow. And you're going back St. Pete and then Nevada. St. Pete, or just New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico. St. Pete, long enough to mow the lawn and clean the gutters. And then back Facts out. Facts of life. Yeah, and then back out to airship stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Space cadet stuff. I know. I mean, it's so impressive, man, that... that those projects that you're you're working on it is pretty incredible it's 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 pretty cool i mean we had a the last launch that we did um i think it made it like fifty nine thousand feet um uh, wasn't quite the target we were getting but are we, you allowed to talk about this stuff yeah 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 it's okay. on i mean maybe some of the littlest details no but I don't, I don't no one's gonna siphon off the information and try to open up their own airship plant right yeah i guess that's pretty yeah i don't yeah, i don't think yeah. elon listens to this podcast it's, yet probably not but uh <laughs> probably but we, not. We, we were but he might he might he might um you know but we were able to learn a lot and so we've got another launch coming up soon and and hopefully that one will be ultra successful yeah you know and and that's and that's when we really start breaking through the wall of 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 what the company is designed to do and and just you know it's just boots on the ground it's you know really long days but it's short bursts so i mean it's not it's not too punishing yeah i mean yeah it's just like like, like september no weekends just no, go, like, go, just, go, just go, go, go. But once you get in that two, once you break that two week groove, I mean, you know, you you've sailed around the world for you had to work for two hundred seventy one days straight, right? Oh yeah, yeah plus so, a whole lot before. And, yeah, exactly. Well, not oh, much yeah. After, oh yeah, but. yeah. Oh yeah, two hundred seventy one. That was just a trip. That was just yeah, a trip. Yeah. yeah, it's like it seems like once you break that two to three week wall. Where you know that you're working every day. Well, your body gets used to it, your mind gets used to well, you're it. You're just like, oh, we're in the gulag. This is this is every day. <laughs> this is yeah, this right out of an Alexander Solzhenitsyn book. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that means, but I believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Day in the life of Ivan Denisovich. You know, <laughs> the guy sent to the gulag by Stalin. And it's just like every day is oh. the same. It's about one day. Yeah. The book's about one oh, day. Really? Because guess what? Every day is the same. Every day is the same. same day. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And it's all about staying warm, trying not to get punished, 
and just sort of doing a half-ass job, just surviving, just surviving. Yeah, yeah but but through. it's like it's like one day, and it's, there's a reason why it's one day because they're all the same. They're all the same. same. Yeah. yeah, you never get a break. Well, you know when I, when I'm out there sailing, at least things do sort of break up a bit. There are times when the trades where yeah. you'll have two weeks where you won't touch the sail. You won't touch tiller. The only thing you're doing is looking at everything, making sure nothing's shaping Cleaning through. Cleaning up. Yeah, essentially. I mean, when I the longest stint I had of steady breeze was from the tip of uh, Brazil headed towards the Caribbean in the northeast trades, uh-huh. just north of the doldrums, and literally 12 days. And I think I... I think I had twelve to put, days without touching the thing. I, well, no, I I had to put I believe one or two reefs in during that twelve day period, and just I was just thundering sailing. along, hundred and fifty miles a day, just day after day, night day, no squalls. It just was like go go go, and it became monotonous for sure because I had read all the books already. And were uh, you on? deck or you spend most of your time down below uh, you, that one it's you know in that in that area with the sun and stuff you mm. try to be down below during the day uh-huh. just to stay out of the sun and then stay up more at night because it's just more beautiful at night i yeah. think especially if you have the moon yep yeah and i that's my entertainment is is just looking up at the stars because they're they're so brilliant out there and i what was your sleep pattern like Typically, um, you know, go to sleep somewhere midnight to two in the morning mm. and then usually sleep until just before sun up, wake up, sometimes go back to bed for an hour or two uh, after just taking a look around. A lot of times the goal is to sleep, you know, after you do your noon sight, yep. try and get a couple hours in and then, yeah, sometime middle of the night. After two in the morning, try and get like three or four hours in. So in a 24-hour period, you're still getting six or seven yep. good hours of sleep. Yep. And uh, and that keeps you, keeps you sort of going. But for me, the sun is a big one because obviously I've lived in the sun and – it's it's uh it's done its toll on my skin for sure mm-hmm. but it's a, it's also kind of uncomfortable when you're in the boat and it's already hot and that sun is just blazing down on yeah, you yeah no it beats down hard yeah, yeah you're sort of just like holy cow and i'll try and sort of hide out from that for a bit and then but yeah i mean the the nighttime i could literally just sit there and i i bought a uh, beanbag chair. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a complete game changer because the West Sail doesn't have a very comfortable cockpit. Doesn't no, have any it's combing. Tiny, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just not a lot of hard edges. There's, there's yeah. just winches that are posted up, and so when but when I got that, all of a sudden now I have this very comfortable seat. No matter what point of sail the boat's on, I'm I'm in the dry spot and. I can just crank back and I would just stare up into space for hours at a time and just fully be immersed in looking at just this universe Yeah, and just letting the brain sort of go. And I could do that over and over and over again. It's absolutely amazing. And then when you get the moon, I don't know, it's, it's absolutely well, yeah, magic. I mean, last night, the, that moon was ripping. Tonight, it, it's going to be, be a full moon, I believe. Yeah. So it's going to be... got a really dry sky, I mean, I, I know that telescope. I mean, so for the listeners, 
our mother bought our father a telescope for was that a birthday gift? I think it was for his seventieth birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. How much does that thing weigh? The tripod alone. It weighs about seventy five pounds. Yeah, that's a big telescope, but we should break that out. Oh, definitely. Yeah, maybe it's, it's well worth. I think it. I think you can get a camera up to the lens and you take a photo and put it on your on your on website. Your phone, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, no, I've I've done it where I've I've held the lens, you know, iPhone lens up to another lens. Oh, right. And it it, it comes, comes out comes it comes out. out pretty good. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try it. We'll see. Well, it, it you know it's it it always amazes me that there are people living in this world that uh, live in cities sort of their whole lives and they almost never get to see the, the stars. Star. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I think it it changes a person's perspective of their our place here in the universe when you get to see everything. You see yeah. the Milky Way, you see yeah. our galaxy, you know, you see the planets. I think for me the most striking thing, the thing that, that really resonates with me is watching the movement night after night after night, month after month of, of the, planets. the planets. Yeah. 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 And albeit when you get down to the Southern Ocean, it's rare to get clear skies for more than a day or two. But to be able to witness almost a year of us traveling around the sun and, mm. and see how that affects everything, it's well that's a nice thing so about so neat. That's a nice thing about being here in northern Michigan. If you have a no moon night this is equivalent of being 100, 200 miles offshore. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty good. good. I'd say in some some respects it can be better um, because you know out at sea you're going to have a bit more moisture in the air. Yep, yep. But it is, yeah. I mean, it's I've like I said, some of the best ones I saw was were in Nevada. Oh, just because dry. It, yeah. it was dry, and we're already at five thousand, six thousand feet. Yeah, 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 exactly. There was a couple times even in New Mexico, you you'd come out. Um, and it would be like fifteen percent humidity mm. and just black night, and it was just like, Whoa. yeah, just crisp, yeah, and just just a, a rage of of milky stars. Just yeah, all when it gets that dry and you're that high up, it's almost a little bit of a blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're now you're seeing ten times more. Right. You well, know, and I, yeah. you know, I kind of wonder. I want to ask Cameron because he summited Everest uh, this May. But I wonder at that altitude, if you're looking up even in the daytime, I wonder what that sky. I, I wonder if it's like a darker sky because you're that could be high up. I, I don't know. That could be because I mean the sky is blue because of the atmosphere but the atmosphere is mm. is just a thin lens over our planet it's, yeah it's no not. it's a it, okay, so there's a little factoid uh so if you took the earth and you made it the size of an apple yeah the atmosphere is the skin yeah right it's that thin it's that thin it's that thin it's yeah. that thin in fact it, the uh they're they're getting ready to do another telescope in Chile that's mm. supposed to have four times the resolution of James Webb Oh really? A ground telescope. Well, yeah. Wasn't James Webb? That's the one they sent. That's up the one to they the, just they just the, launched. The, the sequel to the Hubble. Yep, yep. The Hubble's uh, Hubble's uh, replacement, sort yeah. of. I, I'm sure Hubble will keep going as long as it will keep going. But, but you know, the one thing that was sort of weird to me was, and I was talking to this uh, with an engineer friend of mine. You know, because you know we're aerospace guys. Yeah. 
Wow, look at you. Oh, would you look at you, <laughs> bud? Yeah, sailmaker. Yeah, sailmaker turning aerospace. And uh and I go, I wonder what the diminishing returns on keeping these, you know, making a bigger, badder telescope. Yeah. Because it, it seems to me you're conjuring up the same images, but you're just seeing further out. So even though you're it's the universe is so fucking big. Yeah. That, okay, let's go see a little further. And you're like, yeah, but this is it's the same. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff. Just it's just out. further out. And it's like, well, you never know. I'm like, well, at what point do you be like, I think we've seen enough? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's too big of a place. Wow, it you, is. You it spend is 20 huge. million lifetimes looking at the sky. And it's like, at what point do you go, yeah. I mean, of course, never. Humanity will never stop searching the curiosity. I mean, the the curiosity tap never gets turned off, no, right? Never. You know. But I was just it's like, it's like an inherent ingrained. It's like an instinct. Yeah, keep looking. People is keep. Yeah. 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 Some. I mean, some. Don't get me wrong. Some of those in- images are just absolutely insane. Oh, dude, the nebula and all that. Yeah. Sort of, oh, it's unbelievably. Beautiful. And and you're like looking at a gas. Cloud that's like ten light years wide. Yeah, right. It is like, you know, good luck wrapping your brain around that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. You can think about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to grasp it. <laughs> you can try to think about it. That is true. It, it, it is true. It's, it's yeah, like, I, I, I definitely, I tend to lean towards the, uh, the idea that there are, there are definitely other intelligent civilizations and stuff on different planets. It's just the distance. The distances just, are just, huge. Yeah. It's just just mind boggling. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I think the only the only way that people are if we ever interact with somebody, yeah, it's it's going to be because they sent something like a like AI. Yeah, something you're that... you're not gonna you're never gonna interact with like a biological being. Well, they might be the one that launched it. And send it your way. Yeah. Maybe with a little message. Maybe the AI is so smart. Years ago. Yeah, this thing just. Yeah, exactly. Well, I but mean, that's that's a. If I that happens, that'll be fucking cool. That's kind of a, a mechanical way of thinking of it. But there is the other side where there's sort of that that mental like if your if your brain is actually capable of like say say you add another million years of evolution onto us. And we start to really uh, be able to utilize our brains in ways where we can basically transport ourselves and do all that. There's a whole thinking that that you know there's alien I races don't, that can I don't just think in and out. I I don't using their I don't, brains to do everything. I don't think you're going to be able to do biological. Not that far. Not yeah. over those distances. Not that long a time. I don't think it's worth it. I think I think the closest you'll probably ever get. You know I. I you know, I I had SETI running in the background of my computer for like a decade, you know, just trying to help. Mm-hmm. It's it's an app, or it's pre-apps. They didn't even have apps. Look at you, you little yeah. alien finder. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they just use your bandwidth of your computer. Yeah, yeah. While while it's on sleep mode or whatever. Right. Now, I, I from looking at all and you know, seeing all the scientists and hearing them talk. I think if you're going to get communication from some way far away, yeah, the best way to do it 
would be some sort of pulse, like some sort of light, like a light, like a just the massivest laser you could ever get. Yeah. And just be like, click, 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 click. I mean, back to Morse code. All right, right. You know, just be turn it on, turn it off. And then, and then hopefully they'll, they'll see it. Yeah. You know, just sort of, what's this flash? What's going on here? You know, because that's, that's your fastest way to get the a message signal, somewhere. Yeah. You know, right. and I think that's, I mean, maybe. Unless, unless, unless they, you know, yeah, you get know. in that conscious. But, you know, they, they have that. Darth I think Vader it's... shows up and tries to take over your planet. Right. Well, what is it? It's like Fermi's <laughs> Paradox or something about. Yeah, Fermi's Paradox. Yeah, basically, yeah. if there were, you know, advanced civilizations, they would have reached out to us. But I think in the same route, with the size and scale and scope just of our galaxy alone, there are probably so many planets that are evolved just as far as we are. Yeah. That it's sort of like, well, you know, we we're not gonna go out there and, and save well, every see, single well, one of here, them. Here's the other here's the other thing too. Let's say you have something way more advanced, million years more than us. Yeah, you yeah. know, like Which like, is insane. Like million years from now. From now, yeah. Right. You know, computers and shit and AI and robots and crap like that. All right. Ones if they get so smart that they just they just they understand the expanse mm-hmm. and they can actually wrap their mind around how far it is yeah. with not this like thought. They're mm-hmm. like, oh no, that's real far. And they're just like, you know what? We got problems here. Yeah, we've got our own issues. We yeah. don't need to be wasting time. Right, We're right. not going to get there anyway. <laughs> you know, just people who finally be like, yeah, guess what? Is that is like somebody trying to get to the gas station when their tank's about ready to run out and they're hoping they can get there, where a really smart individual would just be like, yeah, it ain't happening. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Right, you know, it's right. like, maybe I can ghost down this hill. It's like, no, <laughs> you got to go uphill, bro. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, shit. Well, I kind of yeah. wonder what, like, the, the ultimate uh, evolutionary sort of goal I would suppose for any sort of sentient being would be to be able to live, go somewhere else, live forever. You're, you yeah. know, you basically your your consciousness will just continue yeah. on. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's sort of the thing that yeah, replace parts. Right, right. As stuff wears out, yeah, and so just, it just keeps going and going and going. I don't know. I that's definitely pretty deep for this sort of conversation, but. It's very interesting, I think, to to sort of toy with it and spitball yeah. around some of those ideas because, yeah, like I said, there's there's a million different ways. I do think that we we haven't had a whole lot of time to evolve into any any semblance of what what our minds uh, are capable yeah, of. A couple thousand years ago, our ancestors were in trees still. Yeah, you know, know right? <laughs> it's exactly. like the Chinese were inventing eyeglasses <laughs> and a bunch of Irish people running around <laughs> a bog. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Like, oh. That's our ancestors. That's our ancestors. Yeah, you, know? It's like, it's like, you know, it's like everything, that Monty Python, uh, what, is, what is the one? The, the uh, uh, Holy Grail. Yeah. Oh God. So good. You're just like you're still just, holds up today. Still holds up. Still yeah. holds up. Those guys were. Those guys were good. They were definitely really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it is. Um, hmm. It's. It's. I think it's fun to to talk about, and it, it's fun to sort of ponder the possibilities and and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it is. That's a brain game, you know. And yeah. It's just sort of. Because, because guess what? Even the smartest guy in the room, he don't know. 
Nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Elon no. doesn't know. No, Lex doesn't know. Lex doesn't know. Hey, yeah. well, on, and on that, Lex note, actually probably does know. Before, <laughs> yeah, right. Before I forget to ask yeah. you this question, what is it about the Lex Friedman podcast? Well, and I guess Lex Friedman that you that's just enamored you so much with it. Well, one is I I caught him early. Right in the right. beginning, yeah. Yeah, because he was on Rogan's. And right. I actually listened, I believe, to the podcast where Rogan told him to start doing his own. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I believe I listened to that one. And I'm sure there, I'm sure there was off-pod conversations about it. Um, I, th- I think, so, so you got your Rogan, right? Which is just sort of pop culture, comedians, MMA fights, stuff like that. Also very interesting authors, scientists, the whole gambit, right? Yeah. Lex's stuff seems to be a little bit more bent towards the intellectual. You know, Lex is funny. Yeah. But he's not trying to be funny. He's just funny. He's just kind of, yeah. He's, he's just got, humorous he's guy. He's dry. Yeah, he's humor. just dry. And the, 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 uh, the, um, you know, you can tune in at any moment and and have a uh, Nobel Prize laureate on there. Yeah, and and they'll go and and also he does that that Rogan format where the other day he broke five hours. Right, I mean, that's insane. That's yeah, that's definitely a long long conversation. I'm sure it, it's it's doable. If you if you're you know I mean how many I'm sure you've it was in with your the inventor of Dune is John Carmack yeah. but you I'm yeah. sure you've had plenty of five hour conversations in your life you just you know you talk through uh, the night everybody does that when they're younger yeah for sure. while I was on drugs <laughs> <laughs> just go and go yeah, and just go. keep going and well, going you know going. I think I think one of the things that that separates Lex from like Joe Rogan would be. You know, when you listen to Rogan, he's funny and he's got some of his his opinions and stuff. But the real, I think the real meat and potatoes is coming from his guest, and they absolutely, he, and, which is great because it's kind of nice to see sort of just a, as he, he's a self described moron. You know, he yeah, says yeah. it all the time. He's like, "Do not take advice from right. me," yeah, which yeah. is great because I think it's very relatable. But then when you listen to a conversation from from Lex with him and and his guests, you're looking, <laughs> you're listening professor. to two intellectuals, Dude, two dudes who are on the same yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just think the quality of his work is so good, and and. Uh, one of his one of his good buddies, Michael Malice, um, which has a great podcast as well. Um, when you listen to those two, that those are like okay. So so if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for another podcast, uh, the Lex Friedman podcast, but Lex with Michael Malice as a guest mm-hmm. is funny. Yeah, it is. It is because these guys are. Best buds. Well, and with Tim Dillon too. Oh, Tim. I mean, Tim he did Dillon. it with. Tim. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, it with, yeah. but funny. and that was weird because Tim started getting serious ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I've never heard. Of, I never heard him serious. Right. You know. Well, I mean, he was still throwing the jokes out, and uh, yeah, but then there'd be these like 15, 20 minute, like, oh, okay, never mind. Let's let's go back. You know, let's talk seriously. Exactly. I love, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, Tim Dillon, I think, is the funniest podcast out there. It's yeah, it's it's pretty. His funny. rants. There's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, His and like rants. you say, he does it unscripted. He's just yeah, he, he just, just goes fire away, fire away. And the way, uh, what's his sidekick? What's his name? The the producer of the show. Uh, oh, I can't. Remember. I can't remember his name. The way he treats him, 
It's a joke. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's like. He's like. He's like. You're no Jamie. <laughs> you, he's like. You can't scroll. <laughs> oh, you got a yeah, problem scrolling? He gives him kind of all right, hard time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. But it's 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 all funny as hell. But it's it's an amazing uh, platform or f- new form of art that's that's come up in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. and it it really is something. You know, uh, I do think though, because I know Tim was talking on one of his recent ones, he was saying that you know celebrities are going to ruin podcasting. Oh yes, where he just goes on that rant, basically yeah. saying, you know, nobody we, cares. Nobody cares. We yeah. we want you leave to it to the pros. Do what you do. Nobody wants to know. Be, oh, what was it like? This is some like Real Housewives oh, got a it's, podcast. Yeah. It's like, well, what is coming out of your mouth I that know. I am <laughs> a hair's breadth of interest <laughs> in anything that you fucking say? Know, you man. know, it's like you are ruining it for yeah, everybody yeah, else. Right. Leave it to the pros. It's so funny, <laughs> you know. But so hey, you hey, don't have to do that. Yeah, you don't have to. No one cares. No one cares. You're going to do the full house yeah, podcast. Right. You know, just going to you know, hey, Bob Saget's dead. You know, what are you going to get the others? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know those people's names. Right. You know, but I mean, speaking of podcasts, though, I can't say it enough. Congratulations on, on hitting triple digits. That's pretty Thank fucking you. cool. You know, it's it's been a wild ride. It's not been easy. It's been a lot of work. I mean, you know, when you think about all the all the hours that go into it, luckily, you know, I chose a format where I don't have to edit this thing. Yeah. I only had to do that once or twice when the volumes were wrong or the person I was speaking with had long pauses. But, uh, yeah, it really – it's been well worth it, like I said, just because it's enjoyable to sit down with a person and, and have a good conversation, and it gives you an, an excuse to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, and and I, I thoroughly enjoy that because I spend so much time alone. Yeah. Uh, that anytime I do get to hang out with with people and and stuff, it's nice to make it more meaningful than I don't know, just uh, slamming a whole bunch of beers, having some laughs, and not really remembering what we even talked about. Yeah, and those those conversations wouldn't have made sense to anybody else outside anyway. Yeah, well, and that's, of- I, it's so funny because people have that idea of of what a podcast is they'll be like oh yeah we'll have like six or seven beers and then do a podcast and i'm always like no 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 no, that's not how it works you want to make sure and i you know i i remember we we sort of if we had these microphones on last night when we were having one fucking hell of a time i mean that was some of the most fun i've had in years i know your ear to ear smiles i couldn't wipe the smile off my face if we would have these microphones going there and you were to put it on your podcast, people would just be, what the hell is yeah. this? What is this? What is this? It sounds like sense. a bunch of people acting like idiots. Yeah, right. And then exactly. b- broken up with a really shitload of laughter. Yeah. It, you know, but uh, it, it's nice. It's it's people having a conversation, people sitting down, t- well, talk, and just talking about ideas. Ideas. Yeah. Taking the high road. <laughs> Taking the high road. <laughs> when you're in the high country. <laughs> yeah, you're looking down on everybody. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a nice position to be in. No, it definitely is. And I, yeah, it, it's... It's pretty cool, and I I always like to you know give props to the people that that take their time out of their day to come and sit down with me because yeah. I realize that oh you've had great guests I, in this I love in podcast. this world you know obviously money gets valued way more than it should uh, and time does not and time is I think one of the most undervalued thing that we all own yeah 
in different amounts, though we don't know. You, you don't never know. know how much you actually yeah. have. You don't know how much you've spent already. But it's yeah, exactly. It's the most precious, or thing. how much it's cost you. Uh huh. Mm. And it's it's something that you do trade and give away, and you know you trade your time for money. You trade your time for this, that, and the other thing. But to have people give their time to me to sit down and and talk, and that's just the bedrock. They're also then you giving me well their ideas, tip jar. opinions, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge, huge ask. Yeah, yeah. And when people concede to it, sometimes I have to ask them 17 times. Yeah. And finally, they give up. They relent. And yeah. I I try not to, to pester people too much because I don't want to turn into – I don't want – when I'm walking towards somebody, people, they're like, hi, and here comes Trump. Oh, here comes well, Trump. You never have to ask me twice. Oh, I know that. You're always, <laughs> you're always ready. Well, and, and hopefully, because do you take off tomorrow? Yeah, I do. Holy smokes. I'm wondering uh, if we come up with, uh, maybe we can do like a short themed one, because I wanted to really try and nail two of these down yep. with you so that I could put one out. You know, put one in the, down the line. In the yeah, in the in the back, yeah. in the back pocket. Yeah. Well, but if 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 this uh, if it does keep sort of growing, yep. uh, and and I'm able to sort of put the funds together to hit the road, I really I'm going to start on the East Coast, work my way all the way down to Florida and all yeah. that, and just just interview people basically every other day so oh, i've got i've got some fresh faces with really interesting stories i've got this oh, got one guy list. i got this one guy that i hope to god that will do it and he, he 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 runs a they call it a wind down service and it's when people are like in severe financial dire mm. like like facing prison oh really and he helps people try to not go to prison and mm. try to pay whatever penalty, and he has stories about cookie cooking grandma who embezzled four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, some of the stories, my jaw was agape. Yeah, of the I'll first bet. time we had dinner, I was like, "You cannot tell me enough of these." <laughs> you know, he, he of course he leaves out the names and stuff like that. Yeah. But these people have done bad things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he is helping them not go to jail. Jeez. And it is and it's all financial crimes. Right. And it is like dude, these stories are just I mean, they're 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 dead serious because yeah. these people's futures It's on like, the line. Yeah, but at the same time the, the means in which they went about their yeah, crime like this, is the so ridiculous. There's shit there that you're just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What? And you're like, and, you the, and they got, what? they got away with it for how many years? <laughs> oh yeah. Because, because you, you're not in that situation without getting away with it for the first couple times. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden next thing you know, you've amassed such a criminal record right. that they're like, oh no, you don't get to walk the street anymore. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can pay the, the two point five million that you stole yeah. with penalty. Well, there there was a really insane gruesome shit. story. I don't know. It took place out in I think Sacramento or something. In, in any event, this woman had this like boarding house, and she was essentially having you know people that are down on their luck, whatever. She would look for older people uh-huh. and put them up, give them little jobs or whatever. But essentially, eventually, would murder them. And oh, for the money for for their social security checks, and she had done oh, this so, to quite so a few people. Oh, so they were people. still 
technically living there. They were living. She there. buried him underneath the floorboards in the garden, and, out the, back. and the checks kept coming. So how do how coming. do you how do you cash the check? Uh, it's just one of those things where or you could you send it into a bank. I account. think she was becoming their legal guardian because she was picking these people that were, were totally know, useless. Yeah, like, yeah, can't tie their shoes. Yeah. Right, right. And so she could become their legal guardian. Their, their oh caretaker my god, and she and murder. How many? How many people? I I can't remember. I can't even remember the name of it. But it's. Uh, I think I've heard that story. It's pretty gruesome. There was there was some little documentary uh, that I watched during the. Put them underneath the floorboards. Oh, Grandma's got a shovel. I know. I, you know, I, I've always thought not to sit here and, and solve the world's problems, but boy, if if everybody just had a bit more uh, care and empathy and and just really wanted to help everybody else, you know, just be like, I wish everybody was happy, and I'm going to do what I can. If more people had that mindset. I think the world would be a better place. I got to get mine before you get yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. It, it, it seems to be the the mindset. That, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it does. But. I got to get mine before you get yours. Well, and, and, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's nature right there, survival yeah. of the fittest mm, and, yeah. and stuff. But yeah. eh, what can you do? That's that's an age old. Uh, Age old question for sure, and yeah, it plagues sure. it plagues every society, and it always has, and probably always will until who knows something changes. Something but. changes. It ain't gonna be in our lifetime though. Well, and the, you know the, the incredible thing is the joy that you might be able to get out of owning you know a two hundred foot mega yacht pales in comparison to the joy that you would get by helping someone who is in absolute need. You help them, they get back on their feet, and then all of a sudden they're living this life, and you have that friendship and that connection with another person. Yeah, and it's it's I mean, it pales in comparison to that, and it's but for whatever reason in society it seems like the goal is to get that yacht. I want that yacht. I'm aiming a little lower. I just want the Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going to figure out a way to get that. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, true. No. It's true. Who uh, knows? Sell a kidney. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. Good, good plan. Well, Great plan. I wish I could. Sell a kidney? Actually, yeah, but they probably wouldn't take it anyway. So rattled. Like, nah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we need, we need young. Yeah. <laughs> we need Your children. kidney looks like a used <laughs> dish towel. Yeah, what yeah, is that, what guy? What is that, exactly? No, you, you eat healthy, so you're- Yeah, it's a lot of fish. That is fish. that is a big one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, that's cool. Well, I, I think that probably, that might be a good good spot to end it on, unless you want got anything else. Not really. You got to keep stuff in the bank. I want to come back. I want to cut. You're always going to be able to come back. Yeah. Luckily, the world around us is always changing. Yeah. What are, we, are, what are we up to right up. now? Oh, I have no idea. Probably probably closing in on an hour and a half. Hour and a half. A bit more. Who knows? Right. Yeah, probably an hour 45, something that's, like that. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. that, that one I can I can just throw in one. Yeah. It's when we when I creep over two hours, that's when I split it in half. But again, yeah. I'll put them both out at the same time. Sweet. Well, well, brother. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I have to go tomorrow. I don't want to. Yeah. I, want, I, I just know. want a couple more days before Short I get sweet. thrown into the deep end of the fire pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for so, sure. For sure. But uh, wow, what a marvelous time, Northern Michigan. Can't beat this weather. 
Yeah, oh, it's just it's been so nice to to just feel the cool air instead mm. of oppressive. Yeah. Like literally in the boatyard during the day, 90 degrees for mm. weeks and at night I'm not even using a sheet. I can't even sleep under wow. a sheet. It's so mm. hot. Well, the nice thing about here too is if you do get a little chilly, you just got to go find a patch of sunshine mm-hmm. or change your outer wear. As long as you're out of the wind, it's yeah. it's pretty mm-hmm. much all good, so yeah, yeah. Ah, man, it's always always good to have you. And I know, I know, my listeners definitely enjoy your thoughts, your voice. <laughs> I think we your are all opinions. Over, we are all over the map again. Oh, yeah. Always, like uh, I said, I mean, I I think for you, when when I sit with you, shooting from the hip, as I like to say, is is the way to go because it is. You never know where it's going to take you, and it's it's always a fun conversation. I, you know, I've always always enjoyed just listening to you. You know, I can still remember. As a teenager, being at some of these parties where you and I were at the same one, and you used to get up in front of a room full of people and just start talking, and you would everybody would just sort of stop and listen, and it was great. It was animated, and you were just telling not really stories because we were all so young we hadn't created it, enough it, of yeah. them yet, but... I don't know. You were just telling like you were like a comedian. It was great. It was always pretty uh, funny. I was yeah. like, "That's my bro. That's my bro." Yeah, right. Well, now this this is where I get to say, "This is my bro." That's my bro. Yeah. That's my bro. So the world is a funny, funny place. It is a funny place. All right, Sven. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks to all the listeners out there. And yeah. Until next time. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to come back.